Hello and welcome to the most exciting and uh, 100th episode of Pat's Podcast. I don't think that sentence was proper. That was a rough start. Uh, I'm here with Jeremy Ruff, the head brewer. What else are you here? Owner. Owner. That's a good one, too. Uh, Dishwasher. Yeah, dishwasher. Snack provider. Snacks are only a dollar here at Linesider. What's in the snack? Well, we'll talk about that later. Um... Jeremy, as he said, is the owner and head brewer of Line Cider Brewing, located in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. What is the exact address for people looking for Line Cider? It is 1485 South County Trail. Um, we're in the back building. It is a beautiful building, I will say that. Do you agree? I would definitely agree with that. And the, it's a beautiful bar, and you made that yourself, didn't you? Absolutely. Cut the wood here on site. You make me feel very less of a man, but I guess we can talk about that later. Uh, after the podcast, maybe we can go into my shortcomings. All right, I did research on Line Cider Brewing, and these are three things that I learned uh, for today's podcast. And these are jokes that I actually wrote, so Jeremy's going to have to pretend to laugh, and everyone else is too. Line Cider is a German word which means free beer for podcasters. That's, that's that makes true. sense. Yeah. Uh, your brewery was established in 1947, make it the oldest brewery this side of the Mississippi. And Ben Franklin brewed the first New England IPA on this site in 1775. I can't dispute those facts. I think, <laughs> I think they're all true, and I think you should add it to the official lore of the uh, brewery. Awesome. Okay. Well, now we're going to establish it. that as facts, and I'm going to put them on your website. But just in case any of those are wrong, uh, let's correct them just for posterity. What does Line Cider mean? Line Cider is actually uh, another name for a striped bass, which is our state fish. And uh, a lot of people ask about our logo too, the, uh, the little swoosh there. Um, it's actually like a combination of like the fish and beer, kind of tying the two themes together. It's actually the sweat ring um, from your glass. Um, and then we tied in the fishtail and the stripes from the fish, kind of like nice and abstract, but it ties the two together pretty nicely. There you go. That's a much better explanation than German for free beer for podcasters, but I don't see that explanation getting me free beer. Uh, when did you guys open? Uh, it was November of uh, 2018, uh, Black Friday. So it's an easy one to remember. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been trying to do this podcast with you since then. So November of 2018, yeah, it's third taken us a, a year, two years and a half. Mm-hmm. So we really got to bring it today because everyone's been waiting for this. Um, how have you guys been doing during the pandemic? We uh, we're doing okay. We're surviving. So it's not. Um, we're definitely not up to the same pars where we were the year before. I think we're down about. 30-40% um, year over year, but uh, um, there's a lot of positives that came out of it too, so we uh, were able to uh, retain our entire staff, those that were able to come in and, and willing to work. Um, we've hired a few people, which is good, um, and uh, we've been helping uh, fellow brewers out, uh, washing kegs, helping them with canning, um, uh, really just kind of like lending an extra hand and then helping our community too. So we're not the only ones that are struggling. So um, yeah, we definitely uh, definitely want to support everybody that we can um, during these times. So I, I never say no. I will say this. As a person who has been uh, 
since the pandemic started, living sort of like John Travolta in Boy in a Bubble. It's a very old reference that you won't understand because I, I keep forgetting you're 12 years old. But Line Cider, for those people who have not been in here, is conservatively the biggest room I've ever been in. And it's naturally spaced out that if you're at a table, you are socially distant from everyone. So I, I don't know if you <laughs> were aware of the pandemic when you opened, if you had inside information, but if anyone is wondering and doesn't feel comfortable going out or is ready to start taking the dive and going out because the numbers keep going down, I would recommend coming right here. I would have to agree with that. So we, uh, <laughs> why not? Well, we, we, will, we will make room for you. So even though, yeah, even though we're at 50%, uh, we still have every table that, um, in our facility. So it's all, we've had to move things around a little bit. So it looks a little different, but, uh, we actually had the Department of Health in um, last weekend, and they actually did go and measure everything. We were, That's always fun. We were over yeah, so it. Was, it was one of those like shocking things where I thought, like, all right, we're we're coming out of this, and then Department of Health comes in and like, oh, yeah, now's the time to step like, up enforcement. Thank um, you. But uh, no, actually, we we passed. Uh, they did measure all the tables. We're over eight foot apart, um, and we're still able to hold almost. Uh, uh, 80, 90 people in here, um, even with the uh, the new restrictions. So, that's and you have ample seating outside. Yeah, exactly. Yep. We uh, we put up some igloos. We do have some uh, some fire pits and some outdoor furniture, uh, courtesy of the state. Um, they uh, they definitely we we've, we've taken advantage. I think of every loan or um, uh, grant that's uh, that's out there. Yeah. So and uh, it definitely has helped us get through this. And I think we're going to be definitely stronger on the uh, the other end. Good. And one of the new things about Line Cider Brewing is it's now available in the finest liquor stores in Rhode Island. Absolutely. That is actually true. Yes. <laughs> this is something, <laughs> this is something I've never been to see your grape, yes, I would have to agree with that. You're looking at me like with surprise. Um, I hope I'm not telling you something you don't know. What's going on there? Yeah, so uh, as, as of uh, about a week ago, um, we finally uh, sent some beer out to distribution. So. Uh, starting with uh, two of our, uh, one of our newer beers, the New Norm, and then one of our staples from the beginning, uh, the White Knuckles. Um, and we actually just rebranded the White Knuckles too, so it's got a new label. It's kind of it's nice and flashy, um, but uh, super excited. It's just a small, uh, small amount right now to get us started, but uh, it's something we were planning actually the week that we got shut down from the pandemic. We actually had beer stocked up in the cooler and uh, was ready to go unfortunately most of that was kegs and had no no place to go at that point so uh, what a lot of people didn't know is actually the uh, the microbreweries um, ended up taking back a lot of the product that was at restaurants and bars so any of the, any of the kegs that were not tapped um, ended up coming back or coming back through the distribution channels and the breweries were able to hopefully convert most of that into cans oh. and, and sell that uh, or howlers growlers crawlers whatever Whatever they uh, uh, they had for packaging. So just um, so you know, there's always room at uh, Pat's podcast headquarters for any overflow. I, I heard you have a pretty large beer fridge. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a beer fridge, but I have an outside, and it's two degrees out. So see, I'm I'm a real uh, outdoorsman. Save you, money. You probably don't know that from looking at me. Um, all right. So then, what is next as far as growing the brand? Uh, so definitely. Uh, we actually have a lot of things on our plate right now. So um, one of the things that will be coming out in the next uh, next few weeks is um, cold brew coffee. So we're going to have cold brew coffee on tap at Lion Cider, and then 
within probably three or four months, hopefully in, in cans as well. So we're working on that in parallel. Um, we're working on some local roasters to uh, um, create beans and the grind and everything that we need for that. What is cold brew coffee? Is it alcoholic? It's so, not alcoholic, but that's that's a good question because we're going to uh, we're also going to put that in some of our beers. So we that will sounded have, uh, very sad when I asked that, but let me ask it more professionally. Does cold brew coffee have alcohol in it? It does not. Okay, but so cold brew coffee is basically something that's uh, it's coffee that's brewed at like either room temperature or with cold water. Um, it's usually steeped for about a day and then um, strained and you drink it just like that. So it uh, uses a lot more coffee, uh, but it's a nice like smooth, uh, smooth flavor. Um, we've been working on a couple like smaller batches uh, um, and, and trying it out. And we've actually had it on tap once just for, for the staff to play around with. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, unfortunately now we, we've run out of tap, so I'm actually getting a kegerator to, uh, to be able to uh, serve that. Um, we actually have too many beers and not enough taps, which is a which is a big problem. Yeah, that's a good problem to have, I guess. Uh, I am drinking, which I should not be drinking. Uh, I won't say when we're recording this, but it rhymes with 9 a.m. No. Uh, I'm drinking the Big Tuna, which is a triple IPA. Is this new? This is new. Brand new. Brand okay. new. So, uh, yeah, we're always experimenting with some... Um, with some new beers. I think actually this year, or, or sorry, t- t- 2020, I think we brewed about 40 new beers, which is an incredible amount of beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're always trying to come up with something new. So unfortunately, our staples are not always on tap, just so we can we can try some different things out. Uh, but the Big Tune is a new one. It's our first triple. Um, we're playing around with some new hops there, uh, Sabro, and then combining that with Citra. Uh, delightful, like uh, piney grapefruit, uh, coconut-like flavor that comes through in that. I- I'm going to say this wrong and enrage all the people who know <laughs> a lot about beer, but it's very smooth to me, and you would not know that you're drinking a triple IPA. It, it's like a very, and again, don't laugh at me, but this is how I would describe. I would describe it as a full-bodied IPA. But you can't. Some of them you can really take. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, ooh, there's a little bit of paint thinner in that, and that's why I'm forgetting my address. <laughs> this one is much more smooth than that, and uh, for me, that's a very dangerous thing. I would like it to be much more difficult to drink. But as you can see, it's mostly gone, and I'm already babbling in the middle of the podcast. So uh, it's delightful. Awesome. Yeah. No, you definitely know it after like two or three beers. So uh, it, it it creeps up on you. Yeah, I don't think you want uh, me sleeping here today, so let's not do too we much. We actually do cut people off at three on that one anyway, so it's just, uh, <laughs> it's also the state limit, but we do say like, yeah, no more, you got to go. You um, never know when the Department of Hell is going to come back in, so yeah, yeah, let's go with the three. I wouldn't cut Dan Campion off at three, but that's a, that's a different conversation entirely. Um, most popular beer that you guys, what do you sell the most of? Uh, you know, so it actually goes through waves and it's seasonal. Um, I couldn't really put my finger on one. Uh, obviously, some of our, our regular IPAs uh, do really well. What surprised me is some of our lighter beers. We put out a, um, a light lager called Captain Mac, and that one uh, was actually our top beer for like four weeks um, when we put it out. It was uh, unbelievable. I just like, I was like, uh, a light lager, like a Bud Light. Nobody's going to drink that. Um, but I'm like, hey, I can keep it in the cooler forever. It actually just gets better with age. And uh, we were like, we sold out of that in like within like three or four weeks, which was amazing. And um, and it's it's all it all goes through phases right now. Actually, our top beer right now is uh, 
another DM IPA, um, which is made with some hops from uh, my hometown in upstate New York. Uh, uh, DM Hops, which is a great name. Wow. It's also the guy's initial. So, um, fun fact. And uh, so that's actually our top beer, and it's almost uh, we're almost out of it right now. Um, right behind that is probably the the Wicked Tart, which is our new sour, uh, dark cherry sour. Um, but uh, it's it, it's amazing because it like changes every week, and it changes by the the crowd, uh, the weather. So, um, how do you decide what you're going to do next? What you're going to brew next? I have no clue, man. Like I'm just I'm winging it. I'm winging it for the most part. So we'll edit that I, out. Uh, <laughs> Let's come up with something more scientific. So, so what we're what we're doing right now? Uh, I do have some collaborations lined up. So those will be coming out in the next uh, couple months. Um, so we're working those in, and um, and then trying to keep some of our staples like on. Um, honestly, part of it's also trying to like work through inventory. So keep our costs down. So we're trying to work through some of the labels and stuff that we already have printed up. So we, we kind of go back to those. Um, and then always working in some some new beers as well. So right now we have uh, coming up, um, we have a collaboration we're doing for uh, for Proclamation. Um, for uh, for Dave uh, Witham, who's just passed away. Um, so it's going to be uh, to uh, to fund his, um, his daughter's. Uh, college fund um, so that will be coming out in the next uh, next month um, and then we're also doing one with uh, with Newport uh, east kind of like an east coast west coast kind of thing so east, east bay west Whoa, bay yeah, don't get so, me involved in some um, sort of rap battle so it'll be kind of kind of cool um, uh, so that will be coming up and uh, we got a raspberry sour that we're we're going to be brewing here in the next couple weeks um, which just kind of follows along with that wicked tart line got a brand new label for that um, so we're, we're pretty excited about that. What is your favorite beer right now? I know you like beer. Honestly, my... I hope. That would be really <laughs> ironic if you didn't. If you just like coffee and this was all an excuse to make cold brew coffee. I know. It is, it is a tough job, man. So uh, <laughs> it's really tough. And I kept to come in here at like 5 o'clock in the morning and like taste stuff to make sure it's okay or it's ready to move I on know. to the next step. I know. Yeah. it's I twist my arm for that one. But... Uh, my, my favorite beer of all is probably our Kent County Common. Uh, it's an amber lager, California uh, Common. Um, just a super, super crisp beer. It's got nice, like, malt flavor. Um, it was actually the first beer that we brewed here on site, and we haven't adjusted the recipe at all. Um, we've adjusted our process a little bit, but uh, in terms of the, the beer, um, it's the exact same recipe as we started with. Um, very, very pleased with that. Good. So, where do you get your materials from? You mentioned that you bought hops from upstate New York. I'm assuming most of them don't come from New York. So, where where do you go? It's correct. Uh, yeah, a lot of the hops come from um, uh, actually come from all over the world. So, uh, the majority of them come from uh, Yakima Valley um, out on the west coast. Uh, we get a lot from uh, from Europe, uh, Germany uh, specifically. Uh, we get some from Australia. Uh, kind of by try to stay with uh, some of the more mainstream hops, um, some of the old noble hops, um, but uh, those are kind of from everywhere. Um, we're actually super fortunate too that um, most of our most of our materials come from uh, from East Greenwich itself. So we actually like uh, we source them right from BSG, which is uh, less than a mile from our facility. It's right on Division Road. Which B- I don't know what BSG is. is a. Uh, Should I buy my hops there? <laughs> <laughs> well, you could. You could. Uh, so actually, it's a uh, um, it's a distributor that uh, that that we use, and they're um, 
Uh, they actually source uh, all their uh, all of our, our grain, our, our barley, a lot of our hops, our yeast, a lot of the a lot of yeast we use. Um, they also provide us with, with some of the bottles that we use. Um, and we're fortunate enough, they actually service like the entire East Coast, and we're fortunate enough to have them like in our backyard. So we don't have to pay for shipping, we just, just pick it up every week. And I can literally place an order like an hour and then run over and grab it. When you um, say we, who's getting it? Is it Joe Ruff getting it? Is, there, is it Jeremy he, Ruff getting he it? He does, he does. I well, put the kids to work. He's you know, nine feet tall. We're, gonna have to, we're definitely going to have to cut that out of there. But yeah, we do have some child labor in here, so uh, it's, a, it's a family <laughs> I think, business. But, I think it's legal, but um, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, and what, like how much it's got to be massive amounts of barley hops yeast that are going into this it is, a, it is a truckload so for our, our larger batches like the 10 barrel if we're doing like a big beer um it literally fills up my entire mash ton so it's it's typically like 800 to 1200 pounds of grain that go in there and then on the other end it's wet so we have to we shovel that out into buckets and we take it to a local farm um we, uh, we're, we're using a farm down in Exeter right now. Um, they feed it to their cows, so it's all recycled. Um, there's no alcohol in it. Everybody thinks like, oh, brewer's grain. It's, uh, the cows are going to be tipsy. They must love that. But uh, um, I will say I was going to make that joke. Yeah, it's before there was alcohol. Sorry, I beat you to the punchline. But, uh, but no, it's, uh, it's, it's funny. So. That doesn't sound – and don't let me disparage your work mm-hmm. here, but that doesn't sound particularly fun. That part of the job. Oh, it's it's not so. like lifting wet cow food out of a giant vat doesn't. No, no. Nope. The buckets are a few hundred pounds each, so it's it's definitely we get a good workout here. So which offsets some of the beer that we consume. Um, well, there you go. You've reached a perfect yin and yang between <laughs> drinking and uh, lifting yes. wet cow food. I'm, I'm balancing my my six pack or my my keg. So it's <laughs> whatever you. <laughs> Depending on the season or how much beer we're moving, but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it, it definitely is a good workout. Um, I've been fortunate enough. We, we ended up getting uh, bringing on a, uh, a part-time brewer as well, um, who went through a, a local um, brewing program over Johnson and Wales. So uh, yeah, we brought Kyle Toast on um, earlier this year, uh, and he's been a tremendous help. He's actually the one that does a lot of the the, the grunt work, but. <laughs> And I feel bad for him, but he, uh, I don't think he feels too bad for me when he's not here. So, and it's like, oh, I got, I got a 10 barrel batch. Oh, sorry, buddy. Um, yeah, I'm not going to be able to make it in today. But, but uh, he, great addition. Uh, it's actually great to have um, somebody I can bounce stuff off of. And uh, I'm excited to see where he, where he goes with his career. So. That's, so, do you like collaborating? Like, do you need collaboration at the start of it? And do you say, Hey Kyle, let's just run through a couple ideas, or do you just have the stuff and you say this is what I'm going to try? It's something I really don't know anything about. So, so a lot of the times I just like have an idea and we just we, we run with it. I do like bouncing stuff off uh, off other people, either Kyle or some of the other brewers, um, and we all share information. Um, and everybody has a, everybody has a different setup. Everybody has a different process. So it's good to see what other people are doing, which is really important with like the collaborations. You kind of get to you get to brew with somebody else and see how they do things. Um, uh, some of us had you know some people have formal training, um, are technically brewmasters uh, uh, officially. Um, others of us started like like I did as a home brewer and have just kind of like learned over time. And just kept building on our craft. You you didn't uh, graduate college with a degree in home brewery. I know that, but it had to be something sciencey. I know that you are. Yeah, a no, it would have been really. Sort. I mean, I can't even imagine if I would ask like ask my parents if I could go to school for brewing. Like, I think they would have just laughed at me. Oh, yeah, I'm not paying for that. Um, but 
and the, which yeah. is really weird about like the United yeah. States with uh, you know our um, our drinking limits and uh, our drinking age. So it's it's a career that you typically get into later in in life. Um, so or other countries, it would be maybe something that like is passed down. So your father might have been a brewmaster, and then you kind of like picked up the family business or, or followed in their footsteps and learned uh, learned the trade. Which um, of the three rough children are the likeliest to to follow in dad's oh God, footsteps? It's got to be Scarlet. So. <laughs> I, I wouldn't put her. In yeah, I, I, well, give her but time. I think Joe. I could see Joe running the books. Um, and wow, uh, it's going to be a whole family so, uh, thing. This is like a sitcom. Stop. I like this idea. <laughs> Meet the roughs. Holy mackerel! Yeah, but definitely, uh, definitely, Scarlet. Scarlet's got the personality and the I think the work uh, work work ethic to to run it. Um, but uh, I definitely see a couple of them kind of helping out, keeping it going. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, the building is breathtaking when you. Come here. I cannot recommend highly enough, especially with everything that's going on, because I know people are concerned. I, I've been in places where I've said, this doesn't seem like a great uh, safety idea. Like, e, this, this does not have that feel at all. And now I, I want to pitch you my business idea, uh, and I'm just going to say it. And you don't even have to respond, because, but Pat's Podcast IPA. Love it, love it. Okay. Well, what are we? Uh, we're collaborating right now, so now it's like that. Oh, we're, we're no, jumping no, no, into I'm it. Not, like, no, what I'm, we, not, I'm not lifting the wet cow food. It's <laughs> not that. I'm more of an idea man. Like I could be the face. Like you could make a character of my giant head mm. with big ears. Uh, but yeah, I think um, you do the rest now. But I will sign <laughs> over the name because <laughs> there's a lot of people that have been asking about that. Yeah. Not really. No. <laughs> At me, I guess I've been asking myself. I think it'd be gr- uh, great. So, I, I think it's a wonderful yeah. idea. Now, here's a question that I ask everyone. Okay, and you have to think about it because saying like building bars that doesn't count. What is a hidden talent that no one else knows that you have? And I'm going to give you the best answer that's ever been given. Doctor Mark can play the trombone and he can ride horses. And he told me at one point that he would do both at the same time for me. So that's a pretty high bar. I can spin pillows really fast. Uh, so take it away. So I'm going to go out here with a really, really odd one. Um, oh, so when I was there. Because <laughs> I can't really beat that. Well, I, but, I, was, uh, I was sweating right there because I didn't yeah, think you had anything. So, but now really odd is perfect. Yeah, so actually growing up, um, my father used to take us like fishing in creeks and we'd actually go, uh, what he, you know, he actually learned as a kid of like hand fishing. So we'd actually go hand fishing for trout. Oh my God. So we'd actually catch them with our hands. Um, basically you'd, you'd go basically walk the creeks and you would like trap them into, uh, trap the trout under rocks and you'd go in and if you like gently grab them underneath there, you can actually pull them out. And we've, we've caught some beauties before, but that was a, that was a really unique, weird talent that we that I have um, from I, my childhood. I can't even believe. Well, first of all, I'll say this: it's a little more impressive than pillow spinning, but I can't believe I don't believe you. You well, can catch a fish with your bare hands. Bare hands. What are the fish doing? Fish don't sleep. They're do hiding. They? They're hiding. They actually go if you if you know. If you grab them the right way, they actually kind of go into like a catatonic state and will like almost like kind of go to sleep. <laughs> and you can like I you can literally yeah. I'm, I'm I don't know why. Completely honest. Like I don't know why you feel the need now to line cider taunt makes me. More sense. So. Yeah. <laughs> Could you catch a line cider with your? I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. But I would. 
I'm not saying I mean, we'd put it on pay-per-view, but I should try. It, so. go, you know, a few more of these big tunas, and I may go try it myself in the bay. I wow, wow. So I'm going to assemble like a super team of Avengers of people to do these weird things all at once, and now we're going to have to do it near a lake or a river it's or something. It's going to be so part of the next this. road trip. Let's go for it. That is, that's my new favorite. Answer. You just uh, knocked Doctor Mark out of the top spot there. <laughs> it's weird. So I guess. <laughs> I did, like, and I like the lead. I didn't, it's didn't weird. See it coming. <laughs> did not see that one coming. But. You're fully clothed during this, right? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, all right. Well, oh, the other thing I have to mention: this your gear is amazing. The merchandise that you have here, and I'm looking at shirts. I'm looking at onesies and hats. That's my boy Jake at um, Fresh Mode Printing. Stay I took. Yeah. I took. <laughs> that would be really cool. No, this Jake is much less cool than that Jake. But it's. I would say that also. You have beautiful merchandise here at Lion Sider. He's done a great job. Um, every, everything that we purchase is from him. So uh, quick turnaround time and uh, great quality. Uh, I actually love every single thing that we have. Um, it's a, just like most comfortable fabric that he uh, did. He selects. So it's great. Well. I think you guys are doing a great job here. Now I'm gonna. This is gonna be the the big reveal at the end of the podcast. I am going to pay for a beer now, which <laughs> that's ironic. But for the first person who comes in and mentions Pat's podcast to you, all right. So this is a test. I'm gonna to hold see, you to it. This is a test to see if anyone listens till the end. I wouldn't really worry about. It. I don't think there's gonna be like a mass of people like pounding on the door, but. I think if I had to predict who it will be, I'm going to say John Lewis. Just, because. <laughs> just down the road. <laughs> he's down the road. He may listen because it was his birthday yet, so I don't think he's doing much. And, uh, yeah. So, that's my, so come in, and if you're the first person who mentions Pat's podcast, your first beer is paid for by Pat's podcast. That's pretty exciting. Awesome. That's not. It's not really all that exciting. <laughs> I thought of that on my walk with Boo today too. Yeah, and it, that was it, better than the jokes. I think it definitely blows away like all of our incentive programs. So it's. Uh, <laughs> it, oh, we can't. We can't survive on free beer, but um, but definitely you're you're good for one anyway. So. Yeah, I got that kind of cash. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to blow. Well, that is the whole advertising budget for the year for Pat's podcast. So I'm really hopeful. <laughs> I'm hopeful that things will turn around. And if it was the homeless guy living next door, I don't want him getting the free beer. There you go. That doesn't sound safe. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank you for your time. I want to say come to Lime Cider. I want to say find Lime Cider at your local breweries. I want to say when you come in, uh, ask for Pat's Podcast IPA because I want to get that idea going. And, uh, yeah, come on down to Lime Cider and thank you for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem. All right.